Live from Hollywood, California, and somewhere deep inside the United Kingdom, it's the Andy and Amanda Show. Which just now became a classic. <laughs> this is a program you do not want to hear, featuring very special guests and all the news that you might not want to hear, and a program that you might not want to hear. That's why you want to hear it. Of course, it's Coast to Coast with Andy Kimball and Amanda Love. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Well, that is no way to start a show. This is the Andy and Amanda program. <laughs> What the heck? What the hell? Where'd that come from? How you doing? I'm doing great, sweetheart. How about you? I'm doing great. Good evening to you. This is the Friday, what do you call it? The free-flowing, freaky Friday Andy and Amanda show on Coast to Coast, and we're doing Mighty Fine. Mighty Fine, I must say. Mighty Fine. Yeah. Mighty Fine. <laughs> and it's a special day. It's it's Cornell Butler's birthday today. Folk Cornell Butler is the impetus behind the show. He's the coordinator and the person who introduced Amanda and I, at least on the internet, because we none of us have ever met actually, but um, it is his birthday, so this is a special sure Cor- Cornell birthday show, and hopefully he'll be joining us as the day, as the show, the day moves on, whatever it might be. Uh, so how you doing? I'm doing great, Wait. thank you, my darling. Yeah, all is well. How about you? Mighty, mighty fine here too. Mighty fine. I'm. Uh, we got a good, uh, good show. We have a good guest joining us soon. Um, who I'm going to um, pause to introduce, but I will uh, <laughs> momentarily. I will. And um, we have some news to go over. I also, you know what we didn't do Wednesday, because I just totally forgot. I don't know, we got carried away yeah. or something. I don't remember what. Was we started, uh, folks who were just joining us, we started a, uh, a very impromptu. Not, nothing is ever planned on this show. We have, we, have, we have never had an agenda, really. We talk about the news, what's in the headlines, what's... You know, everybody kind of, if you read the news, you know it's in the headlines. If you read, watch, or listen to the news, uh, we kind of provide some commentary on that. And we talk about whatever else we feel like talking about and also enjoy whatever conversation you might contribute to the show. Our studio line is 515-605-9888. Please do feel free to join us. But we started, I forgot how we got into it, a little um, a week ago or so, we somehow got into The Wizard of Oz. I don't remember how. But we started getting into the making of that movie and had so much fun doing it and such great reaction from that that we decided we'd create this little corner of our show called Behind the Scenes of making of some of the classic films, you know. And uh, what we're going to do Wednesday is go behind the scenes of the making of... Go um, with the Wind? Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we go with the wind there, didn't you, Andy? <laughs> yeah, we won't. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, we well, you know, we we um, yeah, we kind of we that's what we kind of do. We. We kind of go with the wind here, you know. If you would just lean back and relax, you know. <laughs> we, we know, we know how, what that's like. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, yeah, there's, um, we don't know. Hey, there's something awfully spooky going on around here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, anyway, speaking of wind, oh, sorry about that. Anyway, listen, um, <laughs> So some news I want to get into uh, yeah. real quick, and then we're going to go into some uh, some other uh, areas of discussion. We're going to bring our special guest. We're going to talk about the, the movie uh, Blowing in the Wind. And um, uh, uh, that's the song. Uh, Gone with the Wind, excuse me. Yeah. But um, Frankly, my dear, I it was don't a press conference a and a, uh, at the White House, you know, a daily press conference, and one of the right-wing reporters from the New York Post Kind of try to bring up the fact that that the vice president of the United States was in Chicago, Kamala Harris, and visited a bakery. Actually, she was in Chicago addressing COVID, the vaccine distribution, okay. the the virus itself, and was there uh, expressing, you know, her uh, what she does as vice president. And she's a very compassionate woman. She's she's a great. She's very very good, I think, and she really speaks from the heart and. Uh, as does her, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, I think. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. so she was in Chicago, and uh, I happened to get a, um, a recording of the uh, press conference and, and that how she was confronted by this reporter from the New York Post. So let's take a listen to that real quick. Okay. But, okay. Uh, so on uh, immigration and the border, um, as, as we discussed here today, Vice President Harris has been put in charge of addressing the root causes of the uh, border crisis. Uh, last Tuesday, she spoke with Guatemala's president, but she hasn't visited the border or Central America or spoken with leaders of El Salvador or Honduras. Uh, she was traveling this week, took time to visit a bakery in Chicago. 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 Um, I'm wondering, is she still working on this? And can you address the perception that she's kind of quietly backing off while Secretary Mayorkas is pursuing um, some Trump-era policies, such as potentially building new border barriers and potentially prosecuting people who illegally cross multiple times? I know it can be so horrible to fall for a woman that you like to only find out that she doesn't like you and you're feeling like, geez, what did I do wrong? There's a whole lot packed in there, so let me just see what I can do here. Um, first, I would say uh, the vice president was visiting Chicago actually to talk about COVID and the importance of uh, communities getting the vaccine when it's available and accessible to them. And so while she was there, like many Americans, she got a snack. Let's be honest, chocolate chip cookies are always good. I think she's allowed to do that. But she was there to talk about COVID and uh, play a role, as she's playing a significant role on our efforts to address vaccine hesitancy, communicate with the public about how we can do this, and uh, it's, it's imperative to get the vaccine when it's available. Second, I would say um, that yesterday, and this is actually a statement put out by her team. Well, the team's headed back to the field now to begin the second half. Um, USAID announced the deployment of a DART team. We only have these in a couple of places in the world. We have to 25. get the DARTs to throw first. So this is fairly significant to respond to urgent humanitarian needs in Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. This is meant to help address the immediate humanitarian needs, whether it's drought, food insecurity, ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, and this is in communities that are still recovering. So that is actually an announcement made by the vice president's team earlier today. I didn't even get to say congratulations, you've all made the team. Um, 
she's is absolutely an issue that she is remains committed to is in the lead on the northern triangle which i'm sure you're aware of but is not the same as the border they're all related to each other but addressing the north being responsible in the lead on the northern triangle is working with these countries in the region addressing the root causes working with them and how we can address issues like long term food insecurity drought the covid-19 pandemic hurricanes etc Oh, it's something tall and strong, make it a hurricane for a golden sand. That's what she's focused on. I don't have an update on when she'll travel. I'm sure it will be soon. This is still working on this issue very much. Well, I, well they wouldn't be putting out a statement this morning if she wasn't, would they? Oh, my God. No, they wouldn't, would they? I mean, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> really, can we talk? The reporter here that we just heard uh, uh, was uh, who asked his question, the question was Stephen Nelson, and he again is from the conservative outlet, the New York Post. And he was kind of taking a job, I think, at Kamala Harris for stopping at a bakery despite taking the, uh, the lead on the issue of, of the border. Now, <laughs> I don't think this is needed to be said, but people are allowed to eat. Are they not? Are they not? Um, oh, well, it's a, it's a scandal, isn't it? I mean, stopping at a bakery, for goodness sake. <laughs> Especially for good chocolate chip cookies. You see how I put that in there? I, oh, I, I found that. It was blended right in there, right? The chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Very good. You know? But not every second of every day has to be spent delivering updates to the New York Post, really. I mean, sometimes people need to stop for uh, food, for water, to take a leak, you know, whatever it might be. You know what I'm saying? I know. I mean, you know it's almost I mean? like they're human. I mean, come on. They, they, they might even need to sleep. I'm not quite sure, but they know. I know oh, it's shocking. You know, it is shocking. It, it is. It is. Like conservatives are, are hell-bent on making the border into an issue number one. Why? Because, per usual, seemingly they don't have any popular agenda items. Really. Think about yeah. it. You know, really. Yeah. Uh, and so instead, <laughs> they need to fear-monger to their base about scary brown people stampeding over the border and into your neighborhoods to take your job and sell drugs to your children. It's the same tired story on a perpetual loop, and it's the testament to how, how absent any actual policy is on the right. What policy is there on the right? But hey, folks, mm-hmm. I don't think this should come as much of a surprise to you, considering Democrats are introducing and passing legislation that is overwhelmingly popular throughout the country. Like already Democrats, like think about this, unilaterally passed the American Rescue Plan, the plan, the $1.9 trillion COVID relief package that three-quarters of the Americans supported. And they did so with zero votes for Republicans. They've introduced the American Jobs Plan, a $2.5 trillion infrastructure program, again, with the support of the vast majority of Americans. Hmm, go figure. And again, with zero stated support from Republicans thus far. You know, you know, who's moving the country forward? Who? I've been working on the railroad all the live long day. I am the president, make no mistake. Amanda is. Amanda is. Oh, yeah. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. When you think about it, though, it's so fun. You know, Republicans continue to turn their backs on legislation that the majority of Americans support, including their own constituents, you know, their own, um, you know, I don't know. They're trying to kind of orient everybody's attention elsewhere, I think. Of course, they're yeah. wailing about the border on the never-ending loop, the border, the border, the border, because that's the alternative of what they're trying to, to you know, that's what else they have to talk about, really, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the, stim- the stimulus checks that they didn't want to put in people's hands? Well, there uh, the, is the that. Vaccine dis- you know, the, the lack of funding of vaccine distribution, why they didn't want roads well. and bridges to get fixed? Like a bridge. 
that's true. Yes, yes. Why they're not supporting repairs at VA hospitals? Why they didn't think getting broadband access to 100% of Americans is necessary? They'll do anything to refocus their attention away from what most impacts you. You know, all of us, really, because on those Why issues, they're not... Why there is a goat at the end of the rainbow? I mean, come on. There is, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I agree. I, I am... I, I, yeah, you, you, you nailed it. Um, and that's what, you know, not to say, folks, that the border doesn't matter because, it, it, of course it does. We, we know that it does. But, but you know, the, the right, if you want to, I hate classifying the right, the, right, the left, you know, the liberals, the Democrats, yeah. uh, you know, but the population um, that, that supports more conservative issues, let's put it that way, has more, been more, I think, unilaterally focused on the issue of immigration. And uh, you can make an argument that, there are many issues that are clearly more important to Americans than the border issues. I mean, clearly, like COVID, like vaccines, like jobs, like childcare, like schools, like infrastructure, like healthcare, like guns, like election reform. All these issues. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Which one affects you? I'm trying to, you know, um, uh, I think, uh, but our number here again is 515-605-9888. Please do uh, give us a call and let us know what issue, what issues concern you. I know that election reform is not at the top of your list. I don't know anybody whose list election reform is at the top of. Of course, the Republicans are making an issue, you know, saying, oh, fraud, 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 widespread, widespread, fraud, fraud. Where? Who? Well, Who so, let the so, dogs so out? Let's yes. make it harder for people to vote because fraud is such a huge issue. You know, let's make it, let's, let's take away the, the ability for people to vote and, and make it easy and convenient for people to vote. No, they shouldn't because fraud is such a big issue. And so many states have had mail-in and absentee voting for so many times, so long, and it's never been an issue in those states. But we all pretend that it is. Yes, <laughs> and bring it to the people's attention and lie about it. Yes. Yes, and take away <laughs> their ability to vote. Yes, and then we will win elections. Woo-wee! Wow. Yeah, anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, welcome to the Andy Amanda yeah. program. I'm done. Goodbye. If you will just <laughs> lean back okay. and relax. I'll sit here with my beer and just ponder on life. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amanda, do I miss you? I, I really do. I miss you too. Every you know, single wait, second. Wait, hold, hold up. Wait a minute. No, no, no. no. Okay, okay. You know, well, you know, just, you know, all right. Uh, because I for think, this you know, coming week, you are not going to initiate. I'm going to initiate. Mm-hmm. Oh, I say. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. do. Okay. Oh, yes. Now, now you're talking I'm my ready. language. Now, this, okay, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, you absolutely, if you play golf, if you play tennis, or whatever you do, you have to make time for sex. Mm-hmm. That's what I hear, yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a common opinion. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I'm trying to... I ran into this... Well, uh, this, I did a COVID test again Watch yesterday. Watch the girl right out of your hair. I've been trying to. I, I ran into <laughs> this very sexy girl. Uh, after the show, and immediately after the show, I'm going to dart out of here. I've been invited... Uh, I'm an invited guest on the Bill Maher show today. Not not as a guest, oh, yes. as a panelist on the show, but a very yes. a special part of a VIP audience. They're having very small 
uh, audiences in the casting agency I work with here in California uh, sent me an email and said, hey, would you like to be a, you know, a guest? Uh, not, you know, it's a, it's a gig you know, to, to, to go see Bill Mars, our you know, VIP audience. I'm like, sure. So I've got to be there this afternoon down at Television City CBS, and we'll be taking off right after the show. We're going to bring – oh, Amanda, what I want to do um, – yeah. First, we're going to bring on our, our, our guests in just a couple minutes. Right now, though, I want to get our, our show coordinator, Cornell Butler, on board yeah. here. Cornell! Cornell! What's up, Doc? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Happy birthday, boy! Woohoo! Hey, thank you very much. It's my birthday. Thanks for You bet. Thank you. Hey, Cordell, happy birthday, man. All the very, very Thank best. Yeah. Cordell, I am sat here with a beer in your honor, in my hand right now, to oh say a God. cheers. Me, Wishing you a happy birthday, buddy. I definitely have to get mine right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Definitely. Oh, my gosh. Grab your drink. Toast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know I am. <laughs> yeah, Cordell, really. What's up, guys? From from uh, from the Andy Demanda show, from your show that you put together, we all welcome you on board again and wish you a very very happy birthday, a wonderful wonderful happy healthy successful um, year ahead, and uh, you know best best wishes really have a good one. Absolutely, thank you, thank Absolutely. you guys, thank you Andy, keep, thank you. Keep working your magic. Keep working your magic. It's amazing. Uh, well, I'm gonna try a new trick. I'm gonna disappear. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Who cares how old you It's how, how you feel, how you look. I yeah. feel great. Uh, I look like, uh, I feel great. I feel great. I feel great. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> We have some news we're going to be talking about. Yeah, Cornell, it's really good to have you back on the on the show. We definitely have missed you. We're going to uh, dive into some news. I know Prince uh, Prince uh, Prince uh, uh, mm. Prince Philip. Prince, Thank you, Prince Pippilip. Oh, sorry, Philip. Yeah. Prince. Prince. Uh, I thought yes. you were about to start singing "Purple Rain." I'm like, "Purple Rain." <laughs> <laughs> Purple Rain. Oh, will you? Um, we're going to go into some news. We're going to talk about going with the wind. We have a special guest on the show, a guy by the name of Joe Richmond, who's going to be joining us very soon. And uh, he's been an ambassador. He's part of the Philadelphia 76ers organization that is uh, working with the Delaware Bluecoats, which is equivalent to, a, let's say, a minor league baseball team. They have the same thing a basketball team. And, and the 76ers minor a basketball a team is in Delaware. They're called the Bluecoats. Um, it's called a G League uh, of the Philadelphia 76ers. And um, and this guy is, you know, I I can't wait to to talk to him because I, I used to go see. He was a a I think a coach and also uh, of the New Jersey Generals, which is the team that always played the Harlem Globetrotters. 
um, and also a referee in, in the Harlem Globetrotters. And I, as a kid, used to watch the Globetrotters all the time. And I brought my own kids to see them at the Spectrum in Philadelphia, which I'm sure Joe's been there refereeing games and being in games and other places around the country as well. And uh, I remember seeing Globy, the, the Globetrotters mascot, which personally I thought took too much of the show up. I would rather just see basketball. But anyway, um, yeah. the, uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, – and now Joe's doing some, some, some great things. Uh, for our society, for our children, and we're going to talk to him about about his career and about the, the Globetrotters, of course, and what he's doing now. So we're looking forward to getting him on board the show. We're going to do that in, in just a little while here. Um, and um, in the meantime, Amanda, talk to us about what's going on in your corner of the world there in the UK. Okay, so yes, today we have some sad news. Cue violins. It is very sad news that our dear... Violins? Prince, you said yes, you say violins. Viol- Violins. We need the violins, you know, just to give that that accent to the, to the whole purpose if, of this news. If, if you had told me, I would have had some playing for you. But anyway, I'm oh, sorry. Go know. ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we have the sad news today of uh, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, dying at the age of 99 following a month's stay at the hospital with treatment for an infection where he returned home on the 16th of March. And he passed away very peacefully at his home in Windsor Castle. Uh, he was only two months away from being 100 years old. That's mm. crazy. Um, mm. So people from all over the world uh, are paying tribute to him as we speak. Uh, he will not be having a state funeral and no lion state, which is his wishes. He apparently didn't see himself as important enough for a state funeral, as they are usually reserved for the death of a monarch. Um, and Lion and State was bestowed upon the last three sovereigns, uh, consorts, which are, you know, people, partners, husbands, whatever, to um, royalty. So, including the Queen Mother herself in 2002. So, he will lay at rest in Windsor Castle before a royal ceremony funeral at St. George's Chapel. Due to the pandemic, the public are requested not to attend, and the flags will fly at mast on government buildings from now until the day after the funeral. I've got just a few little facts here about him sure. that people might be interested to hear. That mm-hmm. he was the longest serving consul in British history. Um, a consul is partner or husband to the monarch, uh, which is the queen, obviously. So for 73 years, they've been by each other's side. Oh, so beautiful. Uh, he was born 10th of June, 1921 in Corfu, Greece, into Greek and Danish royal families. He received his education in France, Germany, and the UK at the age of 18, and then joined the British Royal Navy in 1939. During the Second World War, he served with distinction in the Mediterranean and Pacific fleets. He had met Elizabeth, the Queen, in 1934, but it was in 1939, when she was just 13 years old, that he began corresponding with her, and they were actually third cousins. Um, after the war... Philip was granted permission by King George VI to marry Elizabeth before their announcement of their engagement in July 1947. Philip became a naturalised British subject and married Queen Elizabeth on the 20th of November 1947. His four older sisters would all marry Germans, and while Philip fought for Britain in the Royal Navy, three of his sisters actively supported the Nazi cause. None would be invited to his wedding. Uh, Philip left the military service, and uh, this happened when Queen Elizabeth um, became queen in 1952. And then when peace came, and with it eventual economic recovery, Philip would throw himself into the construction of a better Britain, urging the country to adopt scientific methods, embracing the ideas of industrial design, planning, education, and training. 
a decade before Harold Wilson talked of the white heat of the technological revolution, Philip was urging modernity on the nation in speech, speeches and interviews. And as the country and the world became richer and consumed ever more, Philip warned of the impact on the environment well before it was even vaguely fashionable. And uh, he was a sports enthusiast, helped develop the equestrian event of carriage driving, which I didn't even know that was a thing. There you go. He was a patron, mm. president, a mm. uh, member of over 700... 780 organizations, and he served as chairman of the Duke of Edinburgh's Award, which is a self-improvement program for young people aged 14 to 24. So just, you know, some brief facts about the guy. Um, he did a lot for this country and for the UK, and he was quite a quirky, interesting mm. dude. Uh, you know, he, he's um, said a few things which stirred the pot a few times that, you know, seemed a bit outspoken. Um, he just had a unique personality about him, but... Um, he does a lot for people, and uh, I think, you know, today is a very sad day for the UK, but um, we wish the royal family lots of uh, peace and recovery with all of this, and we wish you all the best, and uh, send our love, yeah. and, um, you know, all that good stuff. All that good yeah. stuff. Yeah, all that good stuff. We do, yeah. indeed. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird time. <laughs> God, you know, do you know I what, gotta though? tell you... <clears throat> sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I'm... They haven't yet. They haven't yet stated as to what he actually passed from, because we know he had an infection. But I think mm. they're going to later reveal what he passed from. I don't know, and they're still saying it's not COVID. So I know I, I, we know there. here we know here on the Andy Amanda show. I think we have a clue. I think Ooh. we have a clue. It. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tick tock, Oh man, I know I'm back on the show now, man. Oh my god. TikTok, TikTok is still there? Oh my god. Be right back. Are you still going to the bathroom? You know, this is a video. That's that's the 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 advantage of being doing a radio show and not a TV show is that you know, I you go you know, go to the bathroom, you know, get a beer, take a leak, you know, whatever, you know, no one does a difference, you know, it's all right, it's all right, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? The, um, yeah, uh, Cornell really is great, uh, you know, Cornell, we had, we were doing the show for quite a long time, it's at five days a week at one point, where it would have been two or three o'clock in the morning for Amanda in the UK, and we have a very, very strong audience in the UK, and, and, and 15 other countries uh, outside of the UK, um, and we figured, you know, maybe we should, because of that audience, because of a growing uh, listenership and following around the world, that maybe we should cater to making the show more comfortable and convenient for those listeners to join the Andy Nemanja show, so we, so we moved it, and uh, Cornell actually does some other things and has other responsibilities for the show outside of being on the show. Uh, so because of that, we moved the time slot. He's not been able to join us as frequently as he used to. However, he was commended. Would you rather uh, practice or have natural talent? I said the best is both, right? But she's got a great natural right. talent. A great mm-hmm. natural talent. I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know, uh, the best is yet to come. It is. It is. This is episode 300 and some on this show. But uh, yeah, Amanda, so getting back to uh, to uh, Prince Philip, it's, uh, you know, we, we kind of figured, you know, I mean, he's 99 years old. He's in the hospital for yeah. quite some time. It was, yeah. you know, he lived a, a, a very long, effective life. And, 
Yeah, so so it's you know it's hard yeah, to hear it. Yeah, it's definitely on the cards. Yeah. Yeah. I think we was, all have that feeling was. and bless him. But uh yeah. We should yeah, see what happens. Bit. But the public, you know, I as much as you know, it's a tradition for everybody to go in and see um the funeral and everything like that. Yeah. I think people gotta yeah. be sensible with this and just, you know, View from the TV, people. View from the TV if you need to. You bet. Hey, uh, uh, are we ready, folks? Are we ready for our new, our new adventure on the Andy and Amanda show? It's time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Don't you want to marry? <laughs> I'm going to marry Melanie. But you can't. Not if you care for me. Oh my dear, why must you make me say things that will hurt you? How can I make you understand? You're so young and unthinking, you don't know what marriage means. I know I love you and I want to be your wife. You don't love Melanie. She's like me, Scott. She's part of my blood and we understand each other. But you love me. How could I help loving you? You who have all the passion for life that I lack. But that kind of love isn't enough to make a successful marriage for two people who are as different as we are. Why don't you say it, you coward? You're afraid to marry me. You'd rather live with that silly little fool who can't open a mouth except say yes, no, and raise a pass of me, my breath, just like... You mustn't say things like that about Melanie. Who are you to tell me I mustn't? You let me on. You you made me believe you wanted to marry me. Now, Scarlett, be fair. I never at any time... You did. It's true, you did. I hate you till I die. I can't think of anything bad enough to call you. Talks spoiling all the fun at every part of this street. I get so bored I could scream. I haven't thought about that yet. I'll, I'll think about that tomorrow. Oh. Can't be true. Ashley loves me. Call it. Oh, yes, and you is. You was going to eat every mouthful of this. Oh, what job, Hamilton? You handsome old thing, you. But. Kathleen, who's that? Who? That man looking at us and smiling. The nasty dog. Why? He looks as if. As if he knows what I look like without my shimmy. Oh, fiddly dee, Millie. Oh, I'm big bad enough without you talking about dying. Stop it! Try to be brave, Millie. Yell all you want, and there's nobody to hear. Chrissy tells me you're planning on taking If you make any jokes now, I'll kill you! Oh, don't tell me you're frightened. I'm scared to death. If you had the sense of a goat, you'd be scared. Oh, Red, please don't go. You can't leave me, please. I'll never forgive you. I'm not asking you to forgive me. I'll never understand or forgive myself. And if a bullet gets me, so help me, I'll laugh at myself for being an idiot. But there's one thing I do know, and that is that I love you, Scarlett. In spite of you and me and the whole silly world going to pieces around us, I love you. Because we're alike, bad lots, both of us. Selfish and shrewd, but able to look things in the eyes and call them by their right names. Don't hold me like that. Scarlett, look at me. More than I've ever loved any woman. And I've waited longer for you than I've ever waited for any woman. Let me alone! Red! 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 You go! Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Gone with the wind. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Frankly, there, I don't give a damn. You know, you know, when, when she slapped him, I thought he was going to say, what makes a lion out of a bear? Courage. 
No, I thought, I thought he was going to say, um, you got my juice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> so uh, let's talk about that for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So Amanda, Amanda is going to take uh, did some research on the on the making of this film. Is going to reveal some of the uh, behind the scenes news about what yeah. happened during making this film, and we'll turn it over to Amanda Love. Okay. So the actress Vivian Lee, she was cast to play Scarlett O'Hara after filming of the movie had started, and when it was announced that she was cast in the role as the Southern Belle. Many Southerners protested this, and apparently the Daughters of the Confederacy's chapter in Ocala, is that how you pronounce it? Florida? Told the studio that they were shocked and offended that they chose a British actress for the part. And uh, when the studios informed them that they considered Catherine Hepburn for the part, the Daughters of the Confederacy were horrified Hmm. and then agreed that a British actress was much better than a Yankee one. (laughs) I just laughed at that. I really did. Um, controversy time though Clark Gable who played Rhett Butler was actually married to two different women during the filming of the movie one by the name of yeah 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 one by the name of Maria Langham um, a wealthy Texas socialite but was also deep into an affair with uh, actress Carol Lombard and the studio got involved whilst filming Gone with the Wind by helping Clark Gable get a quick divorce from Maria Langham so that he could elope with Carol. Amanda, wasn't wasn't Shirley Temple supposed to be cast as... Oh, that was... was no, no, wrong movie. That, I thought Shirley Temple wrong was going to be cast as wrong movie. That was Wizard of Oz, yeah. the part of Dorothy. I'm going back to. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought right. Shirley I thought Temple was going to play Scar- the Wiz. Play the Wiz. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was um, thinking Shirley Temple was going to play Scarlett O'Hara, but that was Wizard of Oz again. I'm, I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Go, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, this is no, this no, is no, asking. Cool. Go ahead. Also, yeah. apparently, Vivian Lee, a married woman herself and a mother, was carrying a not so discreet affair with actor Laurence Olivier, um, whom was also married at the time. So there was, there was all that situation going on. Hmm, saucy. Hmm. Uh, so hmm. there was also a scene in the movie where um, Clark Gable's character, Rhett, learns that Scarlett has had a miscarriage after falling down some stairs, which may have been uh, Rhett's fault. So the producer, David O. Salznick, wanted the news of the miscarriage to reduce Rhett to tears, but Clark Gable refused to cry on screen. Uh, Clark Gable's image back in the day uh, painted him as quite a macho Hollywood actor, and he didn't want to come across in a way that threatened that image, and so he nearly quit from the movie, and a director decided to offer to shoot two versions of that scene, and it was after um, they were shot that Clark Gable agreed that the crying scene was much more emotionally powerful. Hmm. Um yeah, mm. I know, right? Mm. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Though, yeah. 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 Even though his character was Gable's most famous role, he referred to the movie as a woman picture. He wasn't the only one to think things were ridiculous with the movie. Uh, supposedly, Leslie Howard, who was in his early 40s, only took the part of playing Ashley Wilkes because of being offered a producing credit on a future project. And Leslie's character was a strapping 21-year-old at the start of the movie, and Leslie told his daughter that, I hate the damn part, I'm not nearly as beautiful or young enough for Ashley, and it makes me sick being fixed up to look attractive. Um, He also spoke his mind about the novel that the movie is based on, saying it's a terrible lot of nonsense. Heaven help me Mm. if I ever read the book. That's That's a bit... Wow. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. 
The movie hmm. itself experienced three different directors after just 18 days of filming. The original director, wow. George Cooker, Cooker, George, George Clooney, George, 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 is it George Clooney? Director I George wish. Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, George Cooker was fired. Uh, there is a lot of speculation yeah. over why George was fired. Uh, from him not being happy with the script and the work he's producing, and Selznick got tired of this. Or even more scandalous, apparently it was an open secret that George Cooker was gay and had lavish parties and also had a sharp tongue. Oh, that's weird, huh? Yeah. Suppose he had a sharp tongue and did things like refuse actress Carol Lombard through the door, labelling her as uncouth. And there was talk that Clark Gable called him a woman's director being concerned that he was paying all his attention on Lee rather than Gable himself, and supposedly snarled on set saying, I won't be directed by a fairy, which enraged George Cooker mm. and walked off set. So mm. trying to make sense of well. Gable's attacks on Cooker, they claimed mm. Gable's possible resentment of Cooker was down to the mutual acquaintance that they had together, a guy called Billy Haynes, um, and Gable and Haynes met on an MGM lot in 1985 and allegedly allegedly had a brief one-time sexual encounter which was Littleford, who was Haynes' best friend. Uh, so anyway, all this hmm. drama aside, yeah, yeah, Cooker was replaced by Victor Fleming, the guy who directed The Wizard of Oz. And See? Victor yeah, I knew he was Italian there. I, I knew he yes. was Italian somewhere. Yeah, yes, yes, you yes. did. Yeah. Victor took over for 93 days um, as during the thick of the production. Fleming experienced a mental breakdown and threatened to drive his car off a cliff and so took mm. some time off, and during that period, Sam Wood took over for the final 21 days until Fleming recovered from his exhaustion. Wow. Woo! I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. When the wow. movie premiered in 1939 at Lowe's same Grand year, Theater, Same year as Wizard of Oz, yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. George's mm-hmm. governor had the National Guard on standby inside the city, uh, but wow. Atlanta's mayor, I know, I know, Atlanta's mayor went one further and declared a three-day holiday and encouraged his voters to dress up as scarlet and red. And the mayor asked every woman and maid to put on hoop skirts and pamphlets and appeared to, uh, appeared, uh, appealed <laughs> to every mm, male mm. to wear don trousers and a beaver, have a goatee, sideburns, and Kentucky Colonel whiskers, apparently. <laughs> mm, <laughs> he also mm. asked citizens not to tear off the clothes of the visiting movie stars as that had happened in Kansas at the premiere of Dodge City. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Um, I know, wow. right? And the one sad, Yeah. The one sad mm-hmm. fact about all this back then, they had the segregation, mm-hmm. of course, which didn't end in the U.S. till 1954, right? Which right. meant that well, you, the you, black you actors... Know, it, you know, in, well, 1954 yeah. on paper, but, but in reality, I think it was more closer to 1968 with... with Oh, okay. Johnson. You know, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it meant that mm-hmm. the black black actors who were in the movie were not allowed to attend the public premieres and for the theaters that weren't segregated. The producers mm-hmm. still told them not to attend because it was unsafe for them. But one mm-hmm. very cool part of all of this is that the actress Hattie McDaniel, who played Mammy, made history when winning an Academy Award in 1940, and she was the first African-American to ever win an Oscar. Uh, they were, however, forced to sit at separate tables at the back. Jeez. Um, you know, I, I can't know, even right? think about that. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Patty yeah. was also good friends with Gable, and he used to play pranks on her on set mm. by swapping over cognac 
or tea with real cognac without telling Hattie about it, which I think is hilarious. Um, it is. It is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? Wow. Um, Go on I for have win. a few more. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I have about four more facts. Time for that? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So, of course, we know that women were often seen as second-class citizens and equal pay wasn't a thing back then, and that was the mm-hmm. case with their paychecks also. So Clark Gable earned a whopping $120,000 for his part as Rhett, which was mm. 71 days of work, whereas Vivian Lee, who worked 125 days, was only paid a ludicrous $25,000. Um, that I know, right? And if that mm-hmm. wasn't a shitty deal for Vivian Lee, the famous kitten scene certainly topped it off for her with... Uh, unfortunately, Clark Gable had contracted a gun infection that cost him mm. all his teeth in 1933. Oh, my gosh, so, is that right? I know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so wow. he had to have dentures, bless him. And oh, however, my gosh. He, I know. He, mm. he experienced bad breath as a side effect, and poor oh. Vivian commented on his dentures, smelling oh. something awful, bless him. Jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, for the train yard scene where all those people lay on the ground dead, representing yeah. the devastation of the Civil War, they needed a load of extras for that scene. They initially wanted 2,500 extras to play the dying and dead soldiers, but the Screen uh-huh. Actors Guild only had a limited number of extras available, around 1,500, and to make uh-huh. up for the rest, they ordered a 1,000 lifelike dummies. Um, oh, right. hold, hold up, wait a yeah. minute. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. mm. Another scene mm. where the horse and carriages approach the Twelve Oaks plantation. Twelve Oaks mm-hmm. is actually a mapped painting, and if you look closely whilst watching it, you'll see that the carriages disappear into it rather than approach it. That's a bit of magic right there. That's very cool. It is. It is. <laughs> and the last well, thing, yes. which mm-hmm. I'm sure many of you are expecting, um, and you're probably saying in your minds right now, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. However, let's mm. round this behind the scenes off of a fact about that most famous line. The line itself almost didn't happen and was asked to be changed to, frankly, my dear, I don't care. But that famous no, line... Uh, no, 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 actually, yeah. I have the... Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't. I have the oh. actual line. Yeah, I'll tell you, oh. I looked into this myself. This is the actual okay. line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I was going to reply to that, but oh, what the hell, let's move on to something else. Oh, we are. In, in terms of uh, being offensive back in 1939 was seen as blasphemy and the entertainment uh. industry, industry had strict moral codes that banned swearing so Salznick had to negotiate for months on getting permission to use that one word damn and mm. the end, in the end it mm. made the cut uh, it was said that he was fined $5,000 by the Motion Picture Association Jeez. Glad, I know but gladly wow. paid it to keep the word in so audiences were shocked by the curse word in the movie, and it caused that much of a stir that the publicity helped make the movie get to where it is. Behind the scenes. <laughs> 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 oh, great job. Great job. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bring on board to the Andy and Amanda show, coast to coast. We're going to bring on Joe Richmond. Joe, are you, are you aboard? Are you with us? 
<laughs> yes, sir. Yes, I am. How are you, Andy and Amanda? How are you? Hey, darling. How are you? Joe is thinking. Joe is thinking. I don't know what to do. I like to stand, and I can't stand no more. Yes, I know. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> so welcome aboard, man. Yes. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Oh, uh, you're so welcome, uh, Joe, I heard all about you and heard about the show. Really. Um, I've heard all about you, your experience with the, I guess, the Globetrotters coaching the New Jersey Generals. Am I right about that? You coach the, the opposing well, they, team? They, they hmm. are called Washington Generals, the Washington Generals. Okay. Who's the New Jersey oh, Generals? Okay, okay. How, do, how do I, I? I knew it was something like that. I thought it was New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> they, they see, let me put it this way. They seem like they could have been from New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? It's straight from Hoboken. It's straight from Hoboken. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they never won a game. You should have helped me coach my little league girls team. You know, not the same. Hey, you know, the the, one, the the beauty of this is, you know, uh, if I win, I got fired. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so never no pressure. Never no pressure. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That was a good one, Joe. Yeah, so uh, so talk yeah. to us about that. Talk to us about the, your experience with the with the Globe. How, was how much of that was staged? How I mean, the Globe Trotter was actually a very good basketball team. Well, the the, the Globe Trotters, as you know, is a great brand. Um, you know, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it was part of the Disney family for a while. Um, Abe Saperstein discovered it in 1926 when he introduced it to the world. And um, a lot of it was real, real basketball. And it still is to today. They just have opportunities in, inside the game where they can create that, that, that humor, that fun, the, the family-friendly uh, things that everybody loves, like uh, the water bucket. Everybody knows the water bucket and the confetti. And, you know, they kept a lot of things that just made it fun for the family when you want to just bring your kids out. But, man, I... I I love it. It, it, it. it changed my life. It literally changed my life. I've been basketball all my life. But being mm. a part of the world famous Harlem Globetrotters, it did something differently. I've been to all 50 states twice in over 40 countries. Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm. That's impressive. Wow. 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 And, and audiences <laughs> just came out and loved the Globetrotters. And, uh, Amanda, you, have you seen the Globetrotters over there by any chance at all? Um, have you seen the Harlem? Uh, unfortunately, no, my darling. I have not. Mm-hmm. I have not had that pleasure. <laughs> so, so Amanda, I played in the Wembley Stadium and the O2 Arena. Oh, what? That's so cool. So wow. if you go to the Wembley Stadium, they have a wall of fame down, uh, down underneath where all the dressing rooms are. And my oh. name, I signed my name on that board right next to Paul Simon. Oh, mm. that is so cool. That's so cool. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. I will check that out, definitely. So, <laughs> yes. So, Joe, in your in your and uh, playing the Washington with the generals, coaching them, was there a lot of practice? I mean, did the team actually practice, or was it pretty much going out there and just, you know, doing what they do and you know, uh, no, just being... a great, great, a great, great deal of practice. You know, we didn't have all the bells and whistles you guys got. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. don't have all the mm-hmm. props and the and the cues. <laughs> but, uh, right. So, <laughs> but, you know, when, it came, when it came down to the dribbling and the, and the things, you know, the timing had to be impeccable. You know what I mean? It had to be yeah. flawless. And um, mm-hmm. you know, those guys knew the distance um, to play the defense, but make sure you didn't impede them from doing the things that they did. Um, but when mm-hmm. we played basketball, we played basketball. But, but when it came time for the show, uh, we gave the people one of the greatest shows on earth, next to Ringling Brothers Barn Billy Circus. 
No question about it. No question about it. Absolutely. And we all know, uh, you know, there have been some uh, great characters that have come out of the uh, Globetrotters, some which has made uh, cartoon series, Metal Lark Lemon. And, you know, um, my my elementary school uh, gym teacher was a former Harlem Globetrotter. And we called everybody the, by the first name when I went to the school. It was a, it's a, like a very progressive outdoor school in, uh, in outside of Philadelphia called the Mequon School. And all I know is his name was Bill. I don't remember his last name, but he was a Harlem Globetrotter. And he was so – he used to entertain us. You know, we were – what was I, in fourth, fifth grade? And he used to entertain us. He was so funny how he used to spin the ball on his finger and do all the Globetrotter things. Um, it was just – you know, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Just, you know, that was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, well, it's, but, it's amazing that, that, you know, spinning the ball on your finger is a prereq- prerequisite. You know what I mean? You got to at least do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried it. Believe me, it ain't so easy. I don't know how many of you tried, I don't know how many of you tried doing that. Even yeah, I tried Andy, doing that. <laughs> but Andy, Andy, I, 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 wanted, I wanted to tell him to shut Andy Mike off when he talked about it was too much Globy. There's never enough Globy, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought Globy. Uh, you know, uh, every other uh, every, after every something was a globy thing, and I'm like, I, you know, I was having so much fun just watching the game and watching the team that I, I guess for the kids, I don't know. I, just that was just my personal take. You know, globy was cute, but then I just thought they, I just thought they, I just thought they overdid it a little bit. That's that's all. I thought it was great. It was great, but I thought, you know, that was and, I've, and I've been blessed. I've met uh, I've met Meadowlark. I've met uh, Curly Neal. Wow. I've met I've wow. met uh, Marcus Haynes. This is Marcus Haynes to show me. I met the great Geese Osby. Um, yeah. Sweet Lou Dunbar. Sweet Lou Dunbar was one of my coaches, mentors. Um, Tex Harrison. Um, so um, everybody pretty much um, Twiggy. Most of the guys from the cartoon I've got to meet. But I'm going to tell wow. you the highlight of my day. I'm in mm-hmm. um, Bossier, Louisiana. I'm in the back getting ready for a game. And this guy, this short white guy comes in my locker room and he's mm-hmm. talking. He says, he says to me, Hey Joe, how are you? And then he's like, <laughs> it was the voice of Scooby-Doo. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. He played, he, played, he did all their voices. Uh, all, all the Disney voices. Scooby-Doo voices. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Those are opportunities that, um, I've got to meet the great Philip Bailey. I've got to meet. Mm. I've met Michael Jackson's father, Joe Jackson, in Vegas the, the year Mike passed away. Oh mm. wow! So so mm. you know, Andy the manager, Andy the manager. This how my this how I went. I, I went up to him. He he came to me. He said, "You're you're doing a great job, young man. We're going back at halftime of the game." And I said, "Wow!" I said, "Oh, Mr. Jackson, I'm honored. I'm honored to meet Michael Jackson's father." Nobody said. Mm, what's that? Uh, what's that? He, he said. He said, "I'm all the Jackson's father's son." <laughs> wow! Wow! I just said, Michael. He said, "No, I'm all the Jackson's father's son." I was like, "Oh, I apologize, yes, sir." Yeah, but I yeah. so it's the it, it, times like that I, I, that 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 just blows me away on my travels with the Globetrotters. Wow, mm. that's incredible. And, and you went from being a um, a coach. You were also a referee of the game at one point, right? Well, I was I was slated to be the coach in the beginning, but when I went to, for my tryout in Houston, Texas, um, they had three referees. Um, they couldn't get the verbiage right on one of the skits. 
Um, the guy, mm-hmm. the, the 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 great Al Clocker, um, Hall of Fame type guard in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. who actually recruited me. He said, "Joe, you can do that." I'm like, "Yes," because I had my suit on, but I had mm-hmm. my referee stuff in the bag because I always carry my stuff with me. He said, mm-hmm. "No, no, no, just go out there and put the microphone on and do and do it." So I went out there, I hit it on the first take, and the rest is history. Wow! Wow! That's, That's incredible. Little- I mean, I, I grew up. I mean, I saw the Globetrotters. You've been to the Spectrum in Philadelphia. I'm, I'm from Philly, and that's where I saw. Yeah, I saw the Globetrotters play there numerous times as a kid. My parents would take me, then I took my kids. I mean, it was just the Globetrotters. Just have you know, obviously they're they're just and, and they're also it's a very it's a philanthropic organization as well. They've entertained so many in so many different parts of the world and so many different walks of life, and that's really what they're all about, really underneath everything, you know. And uh, uh, what a work. Our military tour is second to none when we go overseas and, and, and put on the show for our great uh, men and women that serve of our great country. And mm-hmm. it, it, it touches us in such a way I, I can't even articulate in this interview um, that uh, when we go to Germany and, and, and do it for our troops, Japan for our troops, it's just it's just amazing when we go and do the different ones for our troops. Wow. Um, I've been so- my, my mother, my mother got to know I was going to be a Harlem Globetrotter, and I'm like you, Andy. My dad mm-hmm. took us the last time I seen Harlem Globetrotter. I was 14 years old. My dad took us to the Spectrum. So yeah. I, when I when I got introduced to the Globetrotters again was in 2005. 2005. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I became mm-hmm. I became a part of the great organization in 2007, and I retired in 2012. Wow. So, wow. Um, my mom, uh, she passed away that the year I became, I actually went on tour. She passed away in that uh, January um, of the year of 2007. I went on tour that December of 2007, and my dad actually, my brother bought my dad on the floor to watch me with the Harlem Globetrotters, and uh, he was on the uh, Wells Fargo floor. Oh, uh, stood like a stand, and I can't stand no more. Where'd that come from? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so, so but I'm sorry. <laughs> you were like, what? What? No, the, the, so let me ask you a question. Um, when, you, when you first got involved, uh, it must have been for you growing up, you know, from the area, being, you know, seeing, you know, being a kid, growing up to the globe, growing up to the Globetrotters. It must have been, were you ever like, wow, that you're now part of that entire program? I mean, it must have been for you the, the, just to acknowledge and to realize yourself that this is what you're part of, such a, you know, a huge part of so many people's lives. I, 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 I don't know. My sister always saying right now till today, uh, Joe always on, because I don't, I don't feel like I ever retired. <laughs> because because, my, yes, because my globe starters, my globe trotter history is what got me to the 76ers, which is my all. Come on, I grew up a six uh, Sixer fan, and I actually, but it was because of the globe trotters and the things that they saw me do in the in the state of Delaware and around the city, uh, yes. um, being out for nonprofits and doing for kids organizations and churches and hospitals. Um, that's how they came and approached me to be a part of the six seventy sixers. So it, it, it changed my life in so many ways. I, I and to give back. To go in my old neighborhood, I got to be the guest speaker at my elementary school for a graduation. Um, my, I, I've done things that I've never would have. Not, I, I believe in my heart, not for the Harlem Globetrotters. 
Mm-hmm. And you know what? So, um, Andy, he, Andy, he's very correct on that because when when I met Joe, Joe always been a pleasant guy, Andy and Amanda, and me and him became kind of good friends. Well, actually, close friends. And every time I see him, he always brought this brightness to me. A very positive individual. Oh, mm. he certainly sounds it. So, Joe, let, let's. You're, right now, you're working with the um, with the Delaware. Um, Blue Coast, right? The the um... yes, sir. The the uh, the the seventy sixes, um, G League affiliate. Every NBA team pretty much has one. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been with them since their inception. And, uh, I've been on here all eight years. Um, mm. And and for for four years, I did everything I'm doing right now without a check. <laughs> oh my god! I, I went out. I, I was in the community for them. I went to every event. I went to everywhere, and then. Somebody saw me, like they always say, you never know who's watching. Somebody saw me doing something with some kids, with some the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts of America, just interacting with say, yo, who is that guy? And they say, oh, that's Coach Joe. He's always here. He does this, that, and the third. And I, I, the next day, I know they hired, they asked me to go to New Jersey, and I've, 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 been, I've been a part of the organization ever since, and I've been blessed on so many levels. Yes. Oh, that's amazing! I that's love it. That's inspiring, Joe. That really is. Yeah, I uh, I used you. to live um, I used to live off a, in a building right off of City Avenue, where um, AI's manager lived, and he used to come. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know what I'm talking oh. about, right there at Overbrook and City Line, that high rise there. Yes, I think it's sir. called the Point now or something. And and AI, I'd be you know there's a garage that would pull up. You know, you pull your car into the garage. And AI would be out there spitting the ball on a single left. We were talking about ba- dribbling the basketball in the garage entrance. The door's opening up, and I'm trying to get my car in. And there's AI just bouncing <laughs> the ball in, in the entrance of the garage. I'm sitting here, oh, this is entertaining, but I really want to park my car. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, I, and, I think the, 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 the biggest thing you just said is just AI. Back then, it wasn't 30 other guys with them. <laughs> oh, there was, there was a fleet talk. And I remember, I remember one time, there was a bunch of 76ers used to come in and out of the building. Some other players lived there as well. And I, and I was a stay-at-home dad at the time, and uh, I would take my daughter up and down, you know, going for walks and whatever. And I remember my daughter, who was a little toddler one time, and there's a couple of Sixers in the elevator. And we're going up, and my daughter looked up and said, you're really tall. But you know, you look at you look at a kid that grew up, and when the Sixers won the championship in L.A., me and all my friends in the neighborhood, we walked to the we walked to the Spectrum, and they were in L.A. We didn't even they weren't even in Philadelphia when they won the championship. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes I go down there, you know, and I see Doc, and I see, uh, Ch- or I see Bobby Jones. I I had an interview a couple months back with Steve Mix. I, I I've just been blessed. I would have thought a kid that grew up in a project of Third and Washington Avenue would be with the, you know, I've, I've been with one of the most recognized basketball entities in the world, the Harlem Globetrotters, and now I'm with the Philadelphia 76ers, my home team, as you know. I would have. It's like I'm living a, I'm living a fairy tale life right now, and I'm enjoying every second of it. Oh, so great to hear. So great to hear. So talk talk about what, what you're doing now with with the with the Delaware team. What 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 are you pretty much? Okay, all right. Hold on to your hat. So I am the ambassador of basketball for the Delaware Blue Coats. 
The yeah, yeah. Z League. Yeah, yeah, they didn't hold Z League. So, so, so my, my, what happened was the G League came. They had these kids that weren't from the state of Delaware, and Delaware is a different beast, Andy, as you know, and Dex knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just about the history and things of that nature. So I said, man, you know what? I, I, I went home, put the worst four-page presentation together by, <laughs> that I ever could because I'm not a computer guy. And I presented it to the guy. I said, listen, man, won't you let me go out here with the players? And, you know, I can kind of segue with them through things because they didn't know anything about the state. I'm listening to them talking. They're not really answering the questions because they don't really know the state. And mm. I came up with it. And until today, I am the only ambassador of basketball in the whole G League. Jeez. Wow. No one else can this title. That. Congratulations yep. on that! Wonderful, and that's, so, how, and that's how it came. About. That's how it came about. Yes, sir. Mm. You are so, unique. <laughs> did you? Did you? Uh, growing up, were you? Were you? Did you play a lot of basketball? I mean, is that were you something? Something you were always into, or something you aspired to somehow get involved with all along, or was that? I mean, how did you get involved with basketball? What? 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 What happened? How did that happen? You know, growing up in the projects, we had a great church. Um, uh, uh, Emmanuel Lutheran Church, uh, Pastor mm-hmm. Cochran, who just passed away, was a great guy for the community. Mm-hmm. Always, He started a basketball league, me and my little brother. But, you know, we had to go to the church to play basketball. And here mm-hmm. we are, seven, eight years old. My brother put the basketball in our hands around three and four years old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we won our first championship when we were 10 years old, me and my brother at that church. And, um, and, and we just we just loved it. My brother played at Cheney, my, 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 and then Westchester. My sister played at Delaware State. So it was just in mm. our DNA. Then my big brother went on to be everything in high school. He went to Utah, played for the great um, uh, 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 the University of Texas El Paso. Um, the mm. fair Don Haskins. You've seen the movie Glory Road. My brother played for that coach. Mm. Um, and um and it's just been an art. He got drafted by the Dallas Mavericks in 1987. And I just kind of followed my brother's coattails. I stayed in the playground. I played high school ball only one year. Mm-hmm. I, then I mm-hmm. went to the military. When I came out of the military, I just followed my brother's steps in basketball. He took mm-hmm. me over to Sweden, and I just, I just kept going. And I had great mentors in Sunny Hill, John McCall. Oh, yeah, of course. Just, of course. I just had wow. great mentors and people that wanted me to see me do great, see me in the game. And I, mm-hmm. and, I, and I just love it. I've touched so many kids' lives, and that's what I love. That's what being the ambassador does. I, I get mm-hmm. to go to the hospitals, go to the churches, go to the schools, go to the nonprofits, and build these relationships. And, to see, and I have a program that I call Books and Basketball. And I, and I read, and I have my characters. I have my, I have my Globy, which is Cody, our <laughs> mascot. And, and, you know, and I, just, I just took a lot of the things I learned from the – from the Globetrotters and applied it with the Blue Coast just to get us in the community and get people knowing who we are. And the players did the rest by putting a great product on the court. And we played at the beautiful Chase Fieldhouse in Wilmington, Delaware. Sure. And I've been uh-huh. in Delaware 20 years. With, mm. um, I, and, and Dex is right. I, I met Dex, and we've been, like, the best of friends. And I have the yes. utmost respect Thank for him. And um, mm. I, 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 hey, hey, we seen each other in a uh, winter with the Walmart. <laughs> I was yes, like, Yo. sir, yes, sir, yes, yes. sir. And, and I'm so thankful to be on here today. I really am. Well, it's, it's great hey, having hey, you. What, what, I what, I'll tell you something. A breath of fresh air. It's wonderful having you on. Go ahead, Cornell. Hey, Andy, I, and man, I have a question for Joe. If you, hey, Joe, yeah. I have a question for you. If 
today's youth, what could you tell the youth that was going on, all the craziness that's going on with the youth today? What, what would you tell them? Oh, I tell them all the time, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want change? You, it starts with you. It starts with me, correct? Look in the mirror and talk to that person and say, what can I do tomorrow to be better than I was yesterday? What can I do to inspire someone? So you can find, I can say one thing negative, you can find 10 people that are gravitate to it. But when I say something positive, I'm just looking for one. Out of all the hundreds and thousands of kids, I'm just looking for one that wants to change their life and have some fun. Because guess what, Andy and Amanda? There is What's no that? rerun to this life. We only do this no. once. That's right. Yeah. Let me tell you something about Rich. One we had um me and Rich, I think I, I have I got a um humanitarian award for um Stop Cade or something like that. Let me tell you Yes about sir, Rich. yes sir, when yes you, sir. When you when you meet Rich, right? Rich the energy is so positive energy, it gives you that type of energy. So we was at the Rich Carlton in Philadelphia. They was having a um and when I met Rich man, I was kinda down, but when I met him, the whole crowd just started jumping. You know what I mean? Everybody was like so hyped. Everybody was kinda down, but when Rich came in his he he brought the energy, man. And man, he's just a great guy. I tell you guys. Oh, Great, great, great. I could, yeah. I feel it though. I feel all like sunshine because he's. I'm, uh, I'm ready to go like, jog. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> did you, um, hey, hey, Joe, did you ever run across a, a guy who runs a radio a sports show on WIP in Philadelphia by the name of Howard Eskin? Come on now. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I love the silence. Hey, I love the silence. Oh hey, 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 you can't run across it without him throwing his Super Bowl ring in, this, in your face now. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Eagles gave him a ring. You know that, right? I did and not know that. I did not know it. Yes, the, oh Eagles, my. Yes, the, the, yes, the Philadelphia Eagles gave him a ring. And I, I, his, I don't know what meets you first, his ego or the ring. <laughs> oh my God! I gotta tell you something. Do you remember, remember I was telling you about where I, I lived in this apartment building and AI's manager moved in there. A bunch of seventy sixers moved here. Guess who else moved in there? Guess who moved uh, in the same I, building? Uh, that's how he got where he is. <laughs> yeah, he moved into the same yeah. building. I'm thinking, what? Why didn't you? You know, you know. I'm thinking, okay, I know why he lived here. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and I don't even know if it was primary residence or not, but he took an apartment there. He's there all the time. But um, uh, yeah, yeah when, we, uh, when we signed, when we had the press conference for Jimmy Butler and uh, joining the team, uh, when we made the trade for him, uh, you, 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 uh, you thought it was all about Howard Eskin showing everybody his ring. You know, he's like, <laughs> you know, like, hey, hey, you know, every, every five minutes he's touching, his, every five minutes, every five seconds he's touching his face or something. You know what I mean? So you can see his oh, ring. <laughs> so, so I, I got a, I got a question for you. Are you, are do you, you follow just as a as a passion or a hobby or something you're into, you, you follow a lot of sports in college basketball and basketball and baseball, football. Do you follow a lot of sports? Yes, I do. Well, I got a question for you. And, and, you know, we're live on the air right now, but you said, but don't feel obligated to, to, cause this is just off the top of my head, but we, you know, this program addresses a lot of things, a lot, mostly news and human insight. We also talked about that one run on earth that you're talking about. We talk about that a lot and dive into that, but also we occasionally talk into uh, about sports and it would be great to have you come on our show on a regular basis 
and address, you know, the highlights and what's going on in professional baseball, what's going on in professional basketball, what's going on in football. Nothing you have to do. You don't have to obligate your, yourself right here on the show. I just thought it would be something really fascinating to get somebody of your stature and, and your experience in the world of sports to come on our show and talk about sports. You know, we're not WIP, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Listen. We could talk off, too, all about the schedule. I know the time difference is changing because I know you have three other formats as far as time. And, yeah. and uh, we could definitely do that. And um, I know you got me on live. So, but Dex will tell you, there's nothing that I say that I don't I'm – I'm, I'm old school. I'm good for my word. I don't have Wonder anything else. Wonderful man of his word. So, He's no. a very man so, of his word. So very. we could talk off, off live. And if it all okay. lines up and fits in with your format, I don't have any problem. Um, um, a lot of things I have to run by the Sixers to make sure it's all kosher. But nine, but ninety nine point nine percent of the time, they'll be like, Joe, you know what to say. You know, long as you don't, long as you're not asking me to uh, co-sign the Dallas Cowboys, we good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Joe, you seem just terrific. And as I said earlier, what a you know fresh air on this. You know, it's, it's great. You know, we have a lot of news people, and you know, we've talked about a lot of things and some heavy, some pretty heavy subjects. So we try, you know, you, you know the show. We try to make light and have some fun and so forth, and, and keep it uh, entertaining and engaging as we can. But uh, to have somebody you know really from the world of sports be a a contributor to the show and talk about sports is something that we we uh, would love to uh, to continue to do. And to have somebody again like yourself be part of the program uh, whenever we, you know, as you said, you know, if the timing everything works out, it would be wonderful to uh, to bring you aboard on the uh, on the Coast to Coast Andy and Amanda program. It would be wonderful to have you uh, to join us when possible. Well, I just want to say, I just want to mm-hmm. say when 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 Amanda was doing the backdrop for uh, going with the wind, and she was talking about Clark Gable, and then you guys, then you guys threw in George Clooney. Um, you know, I was trying to feel. I was feeling some type of way that you went to the, uh, you went to the deliverance, you went to the deliverance backdrop, which was Burt Reynolds. Like, where are you guys going with? Listen, you guys, man, this is the birth, best birthday present I ever had to have Joe oh. Richard on the show. And thank you, Andy and Amanda. I really appreciate you guys, man. Oh, you're welcome, thank sweetheart. You. I'm glad you're having such a, a, a good day. That's what we there's, want for you. There's hey. nothing like having a friend on a show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, well. Especially both of you guys back there in the Philadelphia area. Hey, Joe, do you, do you remember this? Nobody bakes a cake and oh. has a tasty cake. Yeah. Nobody bakes a cake and has a tasty cake. Yeah, you know... Um, Every once in a while, I go to my my box and I, there's a there's a package for me. I open up the the package, and it's a whole variety package of all different kinds of tasty cakes. And Cornell has been sending me tasty cakes in, here in Los Angeles. It's wonderful, a wonderful. I, so every every everybody that come, I'm like, listen, if you don't know what it tastes, don't don't tell me about no little debbies. Don't tell me about nothing. We're talking about tasty cakes. <laughs> I'm hoping Lulu Baby's not a sponsor because we talking tasting cake. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different temperature when it comes down to um, tasty cakes. Yes, oh, yeah. it is. It's, 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 it's something. It's something. Hey, hey, Dex, they got something in it, baby. We don't know what it is, but yes, put yes, yes, in yes. It. there is something. It, it's Andy, Andy, yeah, tasty yeah. cakes. 
Tasty Cake has stood the test of time, baby. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have. Oh, my God. The strawberry, chocolate eclairs, strawberry pie. I love oh. them. I, I miss. Oh, I miss. Crippets. Yeah, Jelly oh, Crippets. Oh, come on, man. Chocolate Juniors, Chocolate Juniors. Mm, mm, mm. I know, yeah. I know a man. That, I know a man that like I'm sitting here with a bunch of fat guys talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't throw that out there, darling, because I got such a sweet tooth myself. I would never. <laughs> I Don't worry, Amanda. I'm gonna see you some. Just text me your address. <laughs> Then you're oh, you're, you'll be hooked. You'll be hooked. Oh, it's yeah. like a Philadelphia thing. If you never taste the tasty cake, you're not from Philly. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. If yeah, if you if you have not had a had a tasty cake, she then she is uh, not the one. That's for sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, gosh, I've asked. I'm you know, we we. We did ask, you know, we did ask, uh, you know, the former president about uh, about if he's had a tasty cake, and uh, Maybe his response that's a question was, "You should ask China." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of our friends are asking many questions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'll tell you. So you I know, have a I, question. In five years, ahead. Joe, Joe, in five years, where do you see yourself at? Oh wow. Hosting the Amanda and Andy and, and, and Joseph. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome, man. That is awesome. That is awesome. Oh, oh, you don't oh, have to wait. Oh. I am Dracula, and I welcome you to my house. <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, I, I, in five years, I see myself just touching more lives. I just, I yeah. just need to, I just need to evolve and grow, and and see how much many more I can expand. I'm, um, I, I am, I'm in a position right now to be blessed, um, to be flying around the country right now doing basketball camps around the country, and um, so I, I am, I'm excited about that because it's like you said, I want to bring the energy. We only do this life one time. You can find anything to be sad about and down about, and when you talked about that cave event where you got honored um Dex that was I came because it was there it was there because of a young young boy that might have not lived to where he's at today so why should yes. we not be uplifted and having energy and I do I want somebody to walk away saying yo that Joe guy coach Joe wow I I, I every day I could get some I, I want what he has every day and that's and that's yes. where I want to be five years from now I'm you already saying that, sweetheart. Can you pass them over, please? <laughs> please do. Please do. As no, they, Joe you know, I... man, I'm telling you guys, Joe gives me energy. I'm telling you, man, it's like the weather's kind of be- kind of all right in Delaware, but I'm ready to go jogging. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Hey, Dex, hey, do two laps for me. <laughs> I definitely will, definitely. While Joe, drinking his vodka. No, I'm just joking. We need hey, to Dex. can you up, Joe. We need to can you up and make you an energy drink. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Just remember. Just remember. You got to pick a fucking car, too. Yeah. Who is that guy? That's you. <laughs> Elf man that comes on the show, and you know, I don't know where he comes from, but Andy knows. Yo, he's like, he's like, he's like Gazoo on Fred Flintstone. Have your fun, fellas. But take heed, greed brings trouble. It's like the (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll tell you, no, it's uh, it's it's fun. It's fun, it's fun being here. Fun, great having Joe on the sh- on the show, really. And and oh, I'm, I'm just like I, I'm somewhat starry eyed because you know to me the Globetrotters were like it. That was like that was you couldn't get any better than that in terms of entertainment. I mean that was like that was it, you know. Um, and I'd always you know ever since that I, I kept asking myself, uh, who am I? Why am I here? <laughs> I never quite knew, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank y'all for having me. Seriously, thank you so much. I'm, I'm, it, it was a joy. Oh, Joe, we so truly been... appreciate you. Thank you, man. This was a great a birthday. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Nah. That's all our two fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, um, Joe, so what, what's, uh, how do the Sixers do this year, by the way? I'm in L.A., you know, the Lakers, the Clippers. How the Sixers? How are the Sixers doing? We're, we're, we're in second place. I mean, we're, we're only a point, a, a, a half a game behind the net because Joel Embiid has been hurt, so we've been doing good. The Blue Coats, we actually went all the way to the championship in Lawrence. We were in the bubble. Hmm. We were oh. in the bubble in Florida. So they had a bubble in Florida where all the G League teams played at because of the pandemic. But we actually, for the first time in our history, we actually went to the playoffs and we went all the way to the championship and lost to the championship game. So the Blue Coats did well, which is going to be great coming back next year for our fan base. And the 76ers are doing real well. And, they, you know, we're, we're, we're probably going to win the East when it's all said and done. Um, but then after, if all the Nets get uh, healthy, it's going to be, you know, it's almost like when all the Lakers come back in healthy. It's going to be a different basketball league after that. Mm. Wow. That view is the right so, one. So, so, so Andy, Andy, you're, yeah. in, uh, you're in L.A., so just mm-hmm. a bit of history. Me and Joe Bryant, Kobe's dad, played together in the Baker League. Oh my Ooh. gosh, is that right? Oh my gosh! Wow! 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 <laughs> Unbelievable! Un- Un- yep. Wow! He didn't even. Uh, Kobe wasn't even born then when he was playing. Then that was before. Wow. He was, that's before he went to Italy. Wow. Yeah, I was at I went I graduated Lower Moraine High School, you know, where Kobe, where Kobe went to high school. That's from I'm from that area there and uh, and Kobe yep. was our yeah, he was a Lower Moraine's claim to fame around the world, that high school. Yeah. Yeah. Kobe hey, hey, hey Joe, you can you believe yeah. that um Andy is a pilot? Mm. Like a like an airplane. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yes. Hey, Pat, does, does he have all those sound effect gimmicks on the plane, too? No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> all the entertainment. This ain't reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's how to fly planes, Joe. <laughs> you know, in the hood, man, yo, if a man know how to fly planes, he's like the king, you know? Oh, man, that's amazing. That's well, amazing. You know, that's it, it's been. Uh, it was great until the um, until the, the human uh, element has been removed. Yeah, once that happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, you know. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the Sixers. I mean, I, I you know I got to tell you my my basketball story. I was a youth sports coach when I lived in 
in Springfield, Montgomery County. I spent eight years yep. coaching little league, little league baseball, and then and did. I used to come out to the field. You know, you're only required as a little league coach to to go to the games and your practices. But I used to, beyond that, you know, and 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 you can relate to this, I'm sure. When I would have a team, and it was kid pitch, it wasn't machine pitch. You know, it started with machine pitching, and you, a couple of years later, they're they're pitching. So they're eight, nine, ten years old, and it's time for them to pitch. And as a coach, you don't want anybody, you don't want any kid to feel like they couldn't make the grade, like they weren't good enough. You, you, the only thing you want to instill in a kid is how great you are and what the possibilities are and how, what you can go on to become. You never want to, to shut the door on anything that they, that they want to do. You never, ever want to do that. And, um, and that's how kids get turned off in so many subjects and, and start feeling inadequate and so forth as they grow up. But anyway, so what I used to do is uh, I'd play a game of, of what I used to call long toss where I'd start the kids – close together, and I'd line them all up opposite each other and move them further and further and further apart. This is a game of catch, and this way I'd be able to evaluate not can, who, who can throw a ball or strike, but who can make the plate. You know, can the ball reach the plate? And, wow. um, and I remember one time I had this kid named Sal, and, uh, and he wasn't making the plate. And uh, he came up to me and pulled my shirt down. He said, Coach, Coach, Coach. I'm like, hey, Sal, what's doing? He said, I want to pitch. Can I pitch, Coach? Can I pitch? Can I pitch? And I'm like... <laughs> Uh, I'm like, Sal, I'll tell you what. Do you, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this kid's going to be 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, and it would be so wonderful if he could look back and tell his kids or his grandkids or his friends that he pitched wow. in Little League, that he was a Little League pitcher. And that's what I'm thinking in my head. So I said, Sal, you want to pitch? He said, yeah, I want to. Can I please? I said, I'll tell, tell you what you want to do. What time do you get out of school? He said, oh, three. I said, you meet me here at this field tomorrow at 4 o'clock. You and I are going to work on this, and I, I'm going to make you a commitment if you make a commitment to me. The commitment I'm going to make to you is, Sal, you're going to pitch. The commitment I need you to, to make to me is that you're going to give it everything you got to help me make that possible. This is, I can't do this by myself. You're going to have to work with me together. We're going to make this happen for you. It will be a reality. You're going to pitch. And, um, and you know what? The fourth, fourth, I guess, about we're four games in. Um, I'm you know, you're, you started pitch counting and stuff because of injuries and arms and all that stuff. So you have, you're only allowed to keep the pitcher in for so long. And I'm looking at Sal and I said, Sal, you ready? He said, coach, try pitch. And then he's nervous. Then he's thinking to himself, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, maybe not. I don't know, Sal. And, he, and this is funny because I used to, I used to think I parlayed the philosophy of flying and what somebody wants to do when they get into the cockpit of a plane. When you first start your flying career, you're not a captain. You start as a co-pilot. Right, your job is to assist the captain, to, to be responsible to the airplane, the crew, the safety of the flight, and to be responsible and, and assist the captain in their commanding of the plane. Well, you know, when you step up to the plate, you're not the ca- you're not a co-pilot anymore. You're the captain. You're wearing four stripes. And what I should do is tell my players: when you step up to the plate, you you are going to command that ship. You're going to command that ball. You're going to tell that ball where you want it to go because you're the boss, not the ball. You're the boss. Not the pitcher. You're the boss. It's you and the bat. You take command. You go ahead and do this. And just that talk and just that, that motivation, these kids would go out and you'd see, you'd see people swing the bat who couldn't hit suddenly line drive over the shortstop's head and, and, and get a double or, or a single. Sal got up there to the mound, and I, and I held up four fingers. I, all I had to do, and he knew what I was talking about, I held up four fingers. He knew that meant, Sal, it's your turn to be the captain. You're not the co-pilot. And he stood up there, and he struck out the side, not because he threw strikes, 
but he looked damn good pitching. <laughs> and, 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 and then you ready for this? You're going to get a kick out of this, Joe. So um, the, the township gave me a call and said, Andy, we'd love you to be a basketball coach. I never played basketball in my life. I didn't even know. You know, he said, I said, I, I don't play, but I don't know anything about it. He said, Andy, we really love you. You're doing a great job. We'd love you to come on and, 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 be a, and take a basketball team. Well, I wanted to take a team, and I'm like, okay, it was a girls team. So it was all girls. And I'm thinking to myself, I know football. I, I bleed to this day Eagles green. I am all about Eagles. And I go around every day going, oh, yes, hey, yes, 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 right? Yes. All right, that's, that's where, I, that's where I I'm at. So, um, so I would, the basketball team, they'd show up. I'd say, okay, hey, coach, what position I play? Okay, you play defensive tackle. You play tight end. And you play, uh, you know, and I don't even know what the forward is, what this is. What, I, I had no idea where you're supposed to put these people. But there was one thing I did, and this is kind of funny, because I'm, I'm starting to learn about basketball. Okay, I'm going to be coaching. I've never played. So I went and watched YouTube, and I watched some of the, 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 the college basketball teams, and I, I downloaded some of the play. And I, the girls would come up, and I would say this. How many of you have been in a ballet or a school play? When you're supposed to be on, they, they put little X's on the stage, and when you say your line, you go up that X and you stop there, or you move to the next X, right? We all familiar with that. So yeah, well that's what we're gonna do. We're going to we're gonna we're gonna put on a play. We're gonna be a ballet, and you're going to move to a certain spot. But the only thing is, unlike a play or a dance, we're going to once we get to that spot, we're going to create some options as to what you can do. Can you imagine being in a play or in a movie where you, where it's time to say your line? but you can improv and you could do what you felt was right to do at the moment. Wow. That's what we're going to do playing basketball. Ready for this? We were undefeated. Never lost. So <laughs> wow. I thought, I thought, I, I thought you were going to be like, everybody was Kung Fu fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andy and Amanda. Y'all know how I am. 
same work make the dream work. And, and, yeah, and you know, yeah. talking about you know, and also having you know, like uh, you know, Joe Richmond on on this show. I mean, somebody who's uh, wow, you know, it's just just great to have you have you here and part of the program today, Julie. Really, really enjoyed it. Really, it's been been oh, wonderful. Yeah. 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 Well, I am glad, and like I said, Dex is. It, it, we just connected. I never knew him before that night. I met him, and we just stayed in touch through everything that I've done. Because after that, I still went back on tour and did some things, and we just stayed in touch. So I, I know we were trying a couple different times to make this happen, but I'm glad today we finally got it right, and I and I and I see why. And I and I look forward to hopefully meeting you all, whether it's on Zoom, because that's what the world we live in now, or yeah, in yeah. person. So I appreciate. So I appreciate it. Oh yeah, that'd yep. be beautiful. Would love that. Yeah, look definitely. forward to it. And, and there will be a time where I, you know, I've, my, I've got some family and friends back east, and uh, and used to, you know, prior to COVID, would make a couple trips to Philadelphia here and there, and uh, look forward. You know, Cornell and I are talking about God. We got to meet. You know, next trip in, I'm going to definitely get together. It would be great to meet you uh, there as well, uh, Joe. It would be, be a pleasure to meet and shake hands and say hi, and it'd be great to talk further. And, and also, we'll talk about bringing you on the show as our sports guy. I would love to do that if, if we can make it work. That would be so great. It really would. <laughs> Well, I would definitely have y'all call him Cornell, but he dexed to me, so uh, we'll have that conversation. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so, sounds great, because you know, um, you know. Um, Wish, and I guess men sometimes don't know what to say. It will be. Yeah. <laughs> it will be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. But anyway, uh, so so thanks for uh, for joining us on the on the Andy thanks, Amanda show. Thanks, Joe. We truly pleasure. appreciate you, man. Thank you. Oh yeah. Well, thank you guys as well. Thank y'all so much. Yeah. and you do and, live and, very well. Yeah, you do. Yeah, oh. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so great. We'll be in touch. Thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you on. We're going to get ready to wrap this Joe, show up. Joe, My gosh, our, we, um, Go ahead, Cornell. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andy and Amanda. Um, no, Joe, um, the Instagrams and, um, you know, all your social medias and, you know, to the Delaware codes and everything, if, if you want to abbreviate on that. Um, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a tech guy, so you can just go, you know, Google Blue Coats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just Google Blue Coats, you'll find it. <laughs> it's like 76ers. Dot- Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, Joe, we'll, we'll talk to you again great... soon, man. Stay in touch for sure. Yes, Thanks for joining us. Enjoy your weekend, Joe. It's been amazing, Dahlia. Thank week. you. Happy birthday, Dex. Happy birthday, family. Thank you, brother. Aww. Thank you. Love you always. Love you, sir. Love yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll talk. Take care, Joe. Yes. Joe Richmond. Delaware Blue Coat. So great, great to have dude. him on the show. Yeah, absolutely great. Awesome, dude. Uh, listen, um, 
have a wonderful, wonderful birthday. I'm not sure what your plans are. I don't know if you heard me earlier, but I'm going to go uh, uh, see the blue, the blue, the <laughs> Got me thinking about the Delaware Blue Coats. I'm going to go see the Blue Coats. What'd you say? I'm going to go see the... Ira. Ira. The Ira. Ira. You know, there's never... No time for sex. There's none. Oh. Oh. But I'm going to go, uh, I want to go see, oh, listen, you know, your birthday, we got to make sure. Get this man a beer. Yeah, yeah, get you a beer. Get yourself a beer on the on us, you know. And, Thank um, you. Can I use, can I use the, um, the Andy and Amanda credit card? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put on the company. Thank you. Put on the company. Good. Yeah. Um, I hey, want uh, the juice. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, 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 Cornell. Hey, yeah. Cornell. You ever served in an infantry unit, son? Well, after I drink these couple beers that you're buying, so I'm definitely there. <laughs> oh. Well, this is a great show, and uh, and uh, I'm going to rock and roll here. I'm going to go see Bill Maher and look forward to that, of course. Maybe I'll learn something about how you really do commentary. And um, and we'll look forward <laughs> to seeing everybody on, on Monday and uh, wish everybody a wonderful, safe weekend ahead. Absolutely. And we start a whole new season on a whole new, which is like a whole new season for us on Monday, and with a lot more guests and conversation and news. And there's a lot of news that we didn't get to today, but it was just so wonderful having Joe Richmond, Richmond on. It's you know, it's, it's okay to take a break from commenting on news. It really, really is, especially oh, on this yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. So uh, again, happy birthday to Cornell, Amanda. Why don't you take us home? Have a great weekend, everybody. Okay, so first of all, thank you, Joe Richmond, once again. It's been a pleasure. Um, on behalf of Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, myself, Amanda Love, somewhere in the UK, thank you for Cornell joining us. We've missed you, dude. Happy birthday. And no. thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening into the, the madness that is us, and we love you. I hope you come back on Monday's show. I think what day it was then. Um, and uh, have a great weekend. We love you. Just remember that um, we will not deal with you. Mm-mm, mm-mm, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, oh, Cornell, 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 you, you see yes. this there? Wait, Cornell. Yes. I like my hips like to be held, and I like to like you know, so I can still move back and forth, oh, and yes. you know, yes. work it, like twerk it. This is the best birthday present in the world. That's his girl. Oh. That's his girl. <laughs>
me too. I think it might. What you do to me? When you don't believe a word I'm saying, we can't go on together with suspicious minds, and we can't. 